You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN Episode 5. Thank you to everyone in the live chat for coming out to the show today. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN. Uh, You'll obviously find us there. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. DTM, or Dan is DTM on Twitter. I'm joined by the pride of PlayStation, Sean Babiak. How are you, Sean? I'm at the Plyde this week. That's yeah, good. I actually got it correct That's this good. week. It's That's good. Pretty good start. I'm doing good. I'm tired today. Tired. I am very tired. Well, you go I... to bed at 9 o'clock every night. I Again, guess. we went over Anyways, this. I go to so bed at midnight. <laughs> let's just jump into the show. Uh, we always start the show with PXN News of the Week, so let's go ahead and just jump right into that. PXN News of the Week. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, if you could never do that again, that, that was, was like that, that was like MTV's news back in like the 90s. That was pretty much the worst thing I've ever Before heard. Before your time. Before Anyways, your time. So, the first news story is there's a new gameplay clip that was shown off of The Last of Us 2 that was shown at the GameStop Manager show. So this GameStop manager show oftentimes has a bunch of upcoming releases of games that they show off to, I guess, obviously, managers of GameStop. And Last of Us 2, obviously, with them showing a gameplay gameplay clip, it's obviously coming very soon, I would say, within the next six months. Usually that is a good indication. Like, when something is shown at this show, they come out within six to eight months after the fact. And I think, as I predicted, it's going to come out very, very close to the original Last of Us release window, which I think was May or June. You predicted February for the record. You said February. No, I did not. You said That's what the rumor was. The rumor was February. I said that originally... Check the tape. Yeah, check the tape. I said originally that it would release around the same time that the original came out because I said it would line up we, exactly the we, same we went way. To, I remember because we went in a debate about if they yeah. released by Cyberpunk, yes. which I still say everyone steer clear of Cyberpunk. Right, and and like that would line up almost exactly the same way the first game did because the first game came out in May or June of 2013 right before the next-gen consoles came out. So this would literally fall into the exact same slot. So I'm super excited for this game. I absolutely love Last of Us Part 1, and obviously anything from Naughty Dog I'm all for. So I agree. There was actually a couple... I mean, I I thought the whole leak thing itself was really cool, uh, mostly from the GameStop uh, presentation, because obviously I got a lot of Apex news as well, uh, which I'm... Just so we're clear, I have been getting the shutdown mode with that. Borderlands 3 is very close. It is very close. Um, But as far as Last of Us 2, I will admit this completely on camera, on tape, whatever we want to call this. That opening scene, actually, I felt emotions, and I don't feel emotions generally, when uh, Joel loses his daughter in the first, like, five minutes. The first hour. It was was the first five minutes. Really? Yeah. I don't think it was that close. Yeah. Because you had the whole sequence where you played as her in the house. That that alone was 10... 15 minutes. Oh, I didn't spend that long well, for it. I guess I just spent more time yeah. messing around than anyone else. <laughs> but, like, even then, I was, like, so invested into the story. Um, now, I will fully admit this. So, I actually own it on PS4, the original, after, and I played the original when it came out, too, um, on the PS3, but I have yet to open it on the PS4, because uh, I got it as a Christmas gift, 
And my whole reasoning behind that is because that was such a singular experience for me that it is so hard to go back to that game. I think there's a lot of games in your life that you feel like I had that experience. That's what I want my experience to be. Yeah. I I loved God of War. I really did. I don't know if I'll ever go back to it. Weirdly, you say that you uh, did that and I did the exact same thing. I bought it for PS4 and I never even played it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Actually, I played it one time and I thought it was really weird because... PS3, it was uh, 30 frames per second, and then for the uh, PS4 release, they gave you an option of using 60 frames per second, and I did that option, and I was like, what the heck, this feels weird, like, not not a bad weird, because obviously that's better Just all that time you invested just, in the first game, yeah, yeah. It just felt very... Uh, I'm very excited about the whole when they announce the second one. Now, don't get me wrong. I am in that camp, too, that believes there doesn't need to be a Last of Us Part 2. I thought how the first one ended, as controversial as it was, I enjoyed that ending. I liked how it came to a close. Um, I won't spoil anything because I'm sure in the next coming months it's going to be a PlayStation Plus game uh, since that normally is kind of how Sony does some of their first-party things. Um, like I know infamous, uh, the second one for back when they did PS3 games, when second son was coming out that the second infamous PS3 game was a month before right. uh, second son, but it is definitely up there when it comes to the classics of last generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think each console has their installation, uh, with all that stuff. Ben is putting in our chat, if you mix the Gatorade and Mountain Dew, it will taste like Baja Blast. I'm not doing that because I don't drink after other people. Don't you put that near my drink. Do you just want me to spit in right. it then? Anyway, Yeah, so that that's super exciting. We're excited for Naughty Dog to release a new game for the first time. I just hope it's Ellie. I really actually hope you play as Ellie. Yeah. I don't need to play as oh, Joel. Oh, you definitely are going to play as her. It's just depending on how long it's yeah, going to be. Yeah, I hope it's honestly the whole game. Yeah. I really do. Because yeah. I actually, the third chapter... And this is not going into spoilers, but the third chapter of the first Last of Us, you play as her. Yeah. And I found her more compelling than Joel. Mm. Um, Joel's just brutish. She's yeah. just angry, and we've gotten all that stuff. Even though there is emotions tied with it. I mean, you'd probably say the same thing when it came to uh, Marcus Phoenix. Yeah. Um, he's brutish, but he's got emotions with it. But it's like, now you're going to experience Kate. Yeah. Like, let's experience something else in that entire world. So that's, that's what I'm hoping is going to happen. So we'll go ahead and roll into the next news story, which is actually the PS Plus games for this month have been announced this coming month, and they are really good. Obviously, Ooh. you and I are going to be excited about this because we both love uh, Darksiders. You obviously like the first one more than I like the first one, and I like the second one more than you like the second one. I love the second one, too. You did? The first one, oh. The first one's my favorite in the series. I don't know why I was thinking that. But anyways, so Darksiders 3 is going to be a P- uh, PlayStation Plus game for September, and also we are getting Batman Arkham Knight which is still a solid Batman game. It, it's the worst of the three, to be fair, or four if you count Batman Arkham Origins, it. but it wasn't made by, obviously, uh, The glitches Rocksteady. really ruined Arkham Asylum for me. Or not, Origins, sorry. Origins, Yeah, gotcha. the glitches but yeah. popping in and out of textures and everything. Yeah, but Arkham, Arkham Knight's still a very good game. It's just it has a lot of problems with it. But uh, overall, this month is super, super good. Um, so I'm very excited about both of those. And obviously... They haven't announced games with gold yet, but games with gold, who knows what those will be. But I hope so. Obviously, they, this happens every now and then with Xbox and PlayStation, mm-hmm. where they have 
crappy months. Yeah. To, like simultaneously, and then they'll just have this like, oh Amazing. my god, are they doing this type thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, so bringing it back to Darksiders Three, this has actually been in my queue since it came out on Amazon. I just haven't gotten around to buying it. And actually, you and I were talking about this last week because I've been debating getting the collector's edition for a game that I have didn't buy at launch because yeah. it was like half off. Yeah. I am super excited. I just found this news out today just like everybody else and like I I have something now that's going to definitely pull me away from uh Apex and keep me going until Borderlands 3 and I am stoked for that. Yeah. And it's a steal to get Arkham Knight, honestly. I get it. It's got the Batman mo- the Batmobile really turned a lot of people off with how everything was for it. Uh, but it was a very good game, and I thought it was a very good ending to their trilogy. Yeah, I agree. Um, so next up, we're going to talk about the Xbox Game Pass Mixer integration. So we kind of hinted at this a couple weeks ago, and I kind of predicted that we would have some kind of integration with Mixer, and I suggested something like what Twitch Prime has, where you basically get one free subscription for having Amazon Prime linked to your Twitch account, and you get one free subscription to a, a streamer of your choice. And I figured they would do something similar to that for Game Pass Ultimate members or Game Pass members. So what they have actually announced right now, this is like a, I think this is like a test bed to see how many people you utilize this and see how successful it is. But they're giving um, basically $3 compensation for every new member that joins Xbox Game Pass and puts in their uh, credit code. So basically, if you follow Mick, uh, if you follow Ninja on Mixer or whatever, and you put in his creator code when you sign up for Game Pass, he gets three dollars for you signing up for Game Pass. So it's kind of it's similar in that regard, but it's not that full subscription yet, uh, where you basically get a free subscription for signing up for Game Pass Ultimate. I think ultimately we will get there that they'll add that to Game Pass Ultimate as a perk. Um, just because it makes sense and it's to keep yourself competitive with Twitch Prime, you have to do stuff like that. So there's this whole reason doing this. This again, I could be wrong. Somebody will probably come out with the story later, but mm-hmm. I think we're all assuming this is because of Ninja. Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. That they want, in my eyes, we all know that Mixer is second to Twitch as far as accessibility and all their issues and stuff like that, but. They're thinking, and they've kind of already started succeeding with Ninja, like getting a lot of Twitch people to switch over. Yeah. Um, so this whole thing is just based off of one creator that I'm assuming they're hoping that's what you contribute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So uh, kind of jumping into our next news story, still on the Xbox train. I wanted to jump back to this because we kind of had a full show last week for Gamescom. It was kind of ridiculous the amount of news we had. You know we missed so, a bunch of games too. We did. There was a few that I saw that I was like, oh, that actually kind of looked cool. Well, I mean, we did our best effort. There was a ton of stuff last week. We just, we kind of covered as much as we possibly could have. But, so early in the week last week, Halo Infinite's creative director, Tim Longo, actually left 343. Yeah, and I kind of wanted to talk about this for a little bit here just to kind of make sense of it to everyone because... A lot of people were overreacting online and saying, oh my gosh, Halo Infinite's in trouble. Why is their creative director leaving? Here's the thing. Tim Longo was brought on mid-development of Halo 5, and he was brought on specifically for his expertise with 
squad combat games. Like, he worked on a Star Wars, uh, I can't remember, Republic Commando, maybe? Star, he worked on one of the Star Wars, like, uh, cooperative shooters back in the day, and those games are heavily emphasizing co-op uh, experiences and, and you know, working with your AI teammates and stuff like that. And obviously, Halo 5's campaign very heavily leans into that with the squad mechanics where you pick up your teammates when they go down. You can order them to do different things. So he was brought in specifically for that expertise for Halo 5. And then when Halo Infinite was first revealed, they kind of hinted that this is a spiritual reboot of the series like this is going back to the roots of the franchise so that pretty much guarantees in my eyes as a huge halo fan and follow follow 343 consistently that makes me believe that halo infinite will not have any of that squad based gameplay that halo 5 had so the fact that Tim Longo was brought on specifically for that in Halo 5. I don't think that that is going to be a big deal that he's leaving in the middle of the development of Halo Infinite because that's really not his expertise. His expertise is in that squad-based gameplay. Him leaving isn't a big deal also because Chris Lee, who's the head, the studio head at 343 that is leading the charge for Halo Infinite, he is actually the one that makes all of the creative de decisions for Halo Infinite. Everything comes to him. If if there was a news story saying that Chris Lee was leaving 343, I'd be panicking. Like that that would be mass chaos, but that's not what's happening. So I just wanted to kind of clear that up because there was a lot of misconceptions out there and people were kind of getting things So my whole view with it obviously as a lapsed Halo person, I had the Master Chief collection, but obviously I didn't beat that. Um, but my whole thing is I, I think a lot of people, what gets them panicked is one, not understanding what a creative director does as opposed to the director. Um, but two is a lot of the success of Xbox as a platform has always written on the success of Halo. Yep. Um, Halo 5 did not calm anybody's concerns of Bungie no longer being the primary developer in that franchise. Um, now, I get it. The multiplayer has been praised nonstop, mm -hmm. but a lot of people are so heavily invested in that story that it was such a disappointment for so many fans yeah. that they view whatever's going to happen as either it's going to be an ultimate success or a failure. There's no, there's no other option besides those two. Um, it can be like an, like how there's indie hit darlings and that type of stuff. Yep. It can't be like that. It either has to be massive or not. So I think that's what's kind of worrying people is they just see people or a specific person leaving a big project. Was it now maybe 14 months before the release? Mm-hmm. Yep. We're assuming that it's going to be launching in November. Oh, it'll probably uh, be October, November, that time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But... That's why I think that there's so much in a roar now. Obviously, people that are connected into the gaming industry or know about things that go on in the gaming world understand that people go in and out of projects all the time. Mm -hmm. um, it's really when you have a head of a company or the actual director of the project itself who has that clear vision, um, that's when you start to worry. Or, um, like, I won't lie, I, th I loved Uncharted 4, to bring this kind of back to Naughty Dog, I was incredibly I worried when Amy Hedig left yeah. because she wrote the first three. Um, I don't think she had any involvement when it came to the PS uh, Vita 
uh, iteration. But Golden Abyss. Yeah, she did such an amazing job with those games, and okay, you think she wrote it. Now, I think Neil Druckmann did a great job yeah. uh, with it, but we both have said that story was a little long in the tooth. Mm-hmm. Had a great ending, but just a little too drawn out, I guess you could say. So that is something that you could worry about. But I think a creative director that's specific in a department of the game itself, once that's settled, once that's set in stone, I don't see any reason why he can't jump to another project. Yeah. I mean, we all know that there's no unionization in games. There's no job protection. Yeah. You have to go where the money is. Absolutely. And that's probably what he's kind of thinking is, I did my job in Halo, I'll get my credit, whatever my contract is for it, let's move on to the next project. Yep. Agree completely. Um, I'll kind of let you take over for the next one because I don't have as much experience with this franchise, and you saw this right before the show, actually. Yeah, so when I got home, uh, actually I started checking like news reports and stuff like that, and a huge announcement, which I think we all knew was coming, uh, if you're a fan like I am, but Shovel Knight's sequel has been announced, Shovel Knight Dig. Um, now it's completely in early development i want to make sure everyone knows that the uh yacht club games who created uh shovel knight even said that this is over a year off for right now i mean they're still not even done with all the dlc for the first uh shovel knight yet they still got a few things to release and that's something else that got announced but that is a huge deal um in not only in the nintendo sphere but also the indie sphere um, that was a huge, huge success. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I know that 8-bit and 32-bit game was m- making a comeback when it came to indie games. This was such a huge success and helped catapult more of these games to the limelight. Didn't it start as a Nintendo exclusive, too? It was a Nintendo exclusive. Actually, it was a Nintendo 3DS exclusive. That's what I thought. Uh, at first. Because uh, that's where I actually originally bought it. Mm-hmm. And then I think I ended up getting it on my Nintendo, my Wii U. Gotcha. As well, which basically was the same system in the end. Yeah. Um, but I love that game. I love the old school feel. I felt like I was playing an updated NES game. Uh, with even better RPG mechanics, too. Even though there's not too many, but it is a platformer. Um, Shovel Knight's been everywhere, too. I mean, it's made its way onto Super Smash Bros. Kratos was actually in the PlayStation version, and Master Chief was in the Xbox version uh, as a costume um, uh, for Shovel Knight. It, Hmm. It was such a success that everybody ended up loving it, and everybody was always wondering, when's Yacht Club Games gonna do another thing? Everyone was hoping it was going to be Shovel Knight, and it looks like, obviously, we have our answer that it is going to be. So I am stoked for that. That's going to be now my new number one indie for next year. Cool. Yeah, so they did announce it for next year, 2020? I'm assuming next year, if they say it's about a year off or so. Gotcha. Um, I, I think that's, that is going to have a huge following. I don't, If I remember correctly, now I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure this wasn't originally a Kickstarter game. Gotcha. Um which we know with Kickstarters, they're very miss or hit, not hit or miss. Yeah. Um, you only get a few that are good. Broken Age, Shovel Knight. Oh, Broken um, Age was really good. Uh, something else that just came out recently that was uh, actually did very well, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah. But there's too many more Mighty Number no. 9s out in the world. Even even Obsidian's games, Pillars of Eternity, they uh, kickstarted yeah, that. Yeah, the first one, yeah. Yeah, so Obsidian kind of made their bed with uh, yeah. Kickstarter there for a while. And everybody almost... It's, it's sad because I understand why a lot of people wanted Yacht Club Games to actually take over 2D, 2D Metroid hmm. uh, franchise. Yeah. Because of how well they did with that platforming. 
Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad they get to do their own thing, but that is a huge compliment to get taken one of the greatest action adventure games of all time. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's I, I'm I'm so happy they announced something. Yeah. So uh, for the last PXN news of the week, we've got Astral Chain and Control that have both released this week and have gotten their reviews uh, taken out to the to the world, and they have released to positive reviews, which is super exciting, super super exciting because Remedy is one of my favorite developers as far as consistency because they've never made a bad game like. They've hit on every game they've made. Max Payne, uh, they moved on to Alan Wake, Quantum Break, and now Control. Everything they've made has been very solid, at, at the very least, very solid. And Control seems to be doing very well as well. It's averaging like in the 80s on Metacritic right now. Um, which is very good for for a game of that magnitude, especially because uh, Remedy actually said that they were going to split their teams to do multiple projects at the same time, that they didn't want to do these huge, huge games anymore that just take too much time and resources. So then they kind of made this publishing deal with 505 Games, which is a super small publisher um, that doesn't really have that marketing budget that... Uh, bigger publishers have but they clearly got enough money to do a big triple a game it's almost i saw something from ryan mccaffrey from ign on twitter the other day where control is like a triple a game and it's from a double a publisher essentially so like the publisher can't even give it the marketing um that it really deserves i guess uh it's a it's a really good game astral chain has gotten very good reviews as well i think that was up in the 80s as well and uh that's more of like a dark dark souls type experience right nope no i'm nope. wrong yes you're wrong Am so I thinking of something else uh you might be thinking of code vein because of how okay. similar they look gotcha uh, in the anime style that might um be. so uh astral chain is an action adventure rpg uh, but more to the liking of combat mechanics like Devil May Cry, oh, um, okay. where it's already being hailed as a top tier of this generation action game mm. uh, with combat that is very unique because mm. as the second word of that title uh, presents itself, it's chained. You are chained to another character or being. <laughs> Excuse me. So it just it's really cool I actually just watched a bunch of reviews before we started here and i wasn't too hyped on it because from what i saw it wasn't showcasing that well right uh at least in the the teaser trailers and all that stuff They're and then i just previews yeah and i know a lot of gaming outlets said it kind of funny games and ign were kind of the same way like i'll kind of wait and see it looks a little rough like i don't understand what the game is and then like watching those reviews and gameplay i'm on board yeah. like i i am heavily contemplating on if i want this game or not because it looked really cool. Um, I mean, we can go back to Control before I go any more on Astral Train. Um, so, as you know, because we've talked about it before, uh, I actually love the Max Payne games. Mm -hmm. I loved as far as that it started this bullet time thing, um, and it really got to showcase and let Remedy do their thing. Same thing when it came to Alan Wake. I actually did play that in college. Ooh. Um, uh, the only part I did not like was actually Alan, uh, the main character. Yeah. That was the only part I did not like about that game. Yeah. Which, 
in the grand scheme of things is really not an awful thing to say because look how many people loved Witcher but yeah. hated Geralt. True. And he was just a weak character. Geralt's just an awful yeah. character in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, that that's it's not necessarily a hit. Um, same thing when it came to God of War. Everyone hated Kratos before the PS4 version. Yeah. He was a one-dimensional character. Yeah. But I think Remedy really got to consistently throughout all their life cycles got to figure out not just story but gameplay. Yep. Um, now, I don't know if it's necessarily I'm going to buy yeah. Um, I do know when you pop it in, I definitely want to watch. Yep. Because uh, it looks, uh, I don't know if a lot of people know about this game from the PlayStation 2 era, but a, a game called PsyOps, mm-hmm. where you, it had a lot of similar features that this did. Uh, so as far as telekinesis, uh, you could read minds. It was basically, you were this agent in this psionic industry mm. uh, that was trying to save the world. Same, same story, basically. Yeah. Uh, but... It was really awesome how things worked in a PS2, and that's the kind of vibe I'm getting with Control is that, okay, this is just an updated PsyOps, which is not a bad thing, and no. Remedy's story has increased on how they do. I mean, look, as much grief as the TV stuff ended up getting yeah. with um, Quantum Break, the TV uh, most people loved it, actually, The TV in the stuff was actually my favorite part yeah. of Quantum Break because I thought it was acted very well, and they actually got some decent actors to, to play the characters. Yeah, Littlefinger, yeah. no one will ever remember your name. I just want to make that clear. Yeah. No one will ever think of you as a different actor than Littlefinger. Yeah. But, no, I agree. I mean, I thought everything with that was good, so I'm excited for this. Honestly, they they a lot of the reviews have been talking about the gameplay mm. but they've also been talking a lot about the story yeah. and how engrossed they are with the characters because Same, like yeah you're not just this new head of this agency that kind of gets thrown around with telekinesis mm-hmm. you're also helping out with these characters too and developing your relationships with them whether they're good bad helping you out along the way that type of thing so i don't know i'm excited to watch you play and then maybe make my own judgments on if it's my game but yeah. It looks really cool. Yeah, I'm super excited to dive in. And as you alluded to, I did purchase it. I just have not started it yet. So. Yeah, honestly, I was, I was thinking that that would be almost a. I get it. We can't have too much, but like I thought that was almost a perfect Game Pass game as yeah. well. Um, I mean, we know Blair Witch comes next week, uh, yeah. or sorry, this week. Yeah. This week, yeah, yeah, this, um, this Friday. Yep. But I just thought that was perfect. And then to finish up with Astral Chain, I know necessarily any japanese games not too much up your alley whereas it is kind of mine but i do love the action heavy um type stuff where yes you have rpg mechanics but let's be real what game doesn't these days i mean every game does shooters have it um strategy games have (laughs) it uh literally any any game that you can possibly put an inventory system in or progression system has rpg mechanics at this point yeah it's it has to essentially i think it has to tick a box basically yeah but assassin's creed even that just completely changed genres yeah Yeah. Yeah. in two games it's it's completely different yeah but i don't know watching that trailer really made me or sorry the reviews really really makes me want to dive into that because that looked really cool the only downfall is is i'm actually on board with code vein as well because it was delayed last year supposed to release last september Mm -hmm. and that releases on september 27th so they're not the same game because i know you were kind of mixing those up but i I, i'm not a huge 
Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the anime look. Mm. I love cell shaded stuff. Yeah. Like Link's Awakening or Thirteen or Borderlands. I love that kind of look. Anime, sometimes that kind of turns me off when it comes to games. Gotcha. Okay. So let's go ahead and jump into the games we are playing this week. And actually, uh, I'll start with one that I just noticed that you have on there, Call of Duty, the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare, because I didn't even think about that until I saw that you wrote that on here. So I guess actually that's good. I thought you were talking about the one that I actually put on. Oh, there, is that so? You actually mean COD Four Remaster? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's we'll talk about that one. Yeah. yeah, let's talk so, about what we have in common. So the new Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare had a alpha this weekend, this past weekend on PS4, and I know we both played it and thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was very surprising to be honest uh i know i had seen a lot of stuff that had really got me hyped but obviously it's kind of something you have to actually play and try yourself and see what happens but it was super super fun i love all of the freaking gun sounds all of them sound really really good like they sound impactful and they feel like that they're actually uh almost realistic and everything in that game is super balanced at least it felt super balanced there's there's the occasional thing where i was like oh shotguns shouldn't be able to shoot across the map or whatever but in real life slugs you actually can shoot a decent distance away with a shotgun so it, my it only kinda, issue was the hitbox but that's always yeah. been my issue with the call of duty yeah but overall the game was super fun they had two different modes they have one mode where you start with fists and you have to go around the map and pick stuff up sort of like a battle royale except it's 2v2 um, so that was kind of cool. And then they had a mode where basically you had two rounds uh, that cycled. So you had two rounds with one weapon and then two rounds with another weapon, etc. It just keeps going until there's a winner um, and you switch back and And it was forth. even now with the layout. Both, yeah. both sets of teams had that same layout with yep. each other. So it wasn't there was no unfair advantage with it. Yeah. Um, I was not a fan of the, I think it was called OB, OBP. Yeah, the um, one where you pick up yeah, stuff. Just yeah. because that one did feel imbalanced. Yeah. Where it felt like I would start so out with one. an M4 yeah. and you would maybe get the double barrel shotgun where you can only fire two shots. So it's like if you don't get those on point, mm-hmm. bada bing, you're dead. Like, that person probably picked up an M5 or something like that on the other end. MP5, yeah. Yeah, so it just, that aspect I didn't like, but as somebody who hasn't played a Call of Duty since Black Ops, yeah. I actually found that to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, it was, when you and I even were playing together, it was great just to, uh, it, it feels like always kind of a chore to get a party together, mm-hmm. but you can generally get two people together as yeah. far as you and, you and another guy. Yep. So that kind of felt really cool that that's going to be an option for Call of Duty players. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. I can't wait for that to come out yeah. uh, in October. That actually might, like, I might have to now make a top 10 list instead yeah. of a top 5 list when it comes to anticipated games this year now. Yep. Uh, so kind of to jump into my other one and then we'll go into yours because I already alluded to one of yours. I kind of spoiled the show there. Uh, that's fine. Uh, the other one I had was Ultimate Chicken Horse, which... This is so stupid. This game sounds stupid. I think it came out in like 2014, but actually Tyler and Ben, I think Ben actually found it. Ben uh, was searching for games and he found this game. He was looking for games that are similar to speedrunners that are like multiplayer, multiplayer like party games essentially. And 2016. This, so, oh, did it come yeah. in 2016? Yeah. 
but the, it's a super fun game. It's basically you start out with like basic levels where you have to get from point A to point B, and then every player that's in the lobby, it's up to four players, can pick an object before the round starts, and you place the object on the map, whether it be like a trap or a platform or something of that sort of nature, and then you place them on the map, and you kind of build the map as you as you progress through the the rounds. So there's multiple rounds. There's like ten or fifteen rounds per per level, and it gets crazy when you get to the end of the levels, and there's just so much going on in the levels, and you're trying to survive and just get to the end platform. It's a ton of fun, and I'm super grateful. Thanks, Ben, for finding that because that. That game is a lot of fun. So it did actually, all three of you guys, Tyler, Ben, and Dana, look like you had a lot of fun. I think Ben and Tyler especially because they whooped you. That's not true. Whooped you. I, I literally just won two earlier today before we got I, on was here. It, was it on, is it recorded or anything like that? I mean, no, I, but. I, I, I'm just saying, every time I came upstairs, you were losing. Tyler and Ben, if you're watching, put it in the chat that I actually won <laughs> two matches, because I did. So, okay, no, that's perfectly fine. So, two, we'll go to a ratio of 100, so you're two for 100. We did not play a hundred no, times. That's whatever. What All right, moving on. But it did. I I like how this kind of keeps echoing back to what we said in episode three, where we were talking about indie games making yeah. such a good push for um, multiplayer. Yeah. Where it's not just your typical Call of Duties or Fortnite. It is these other smaller budget, smaller team games that are really bringing in the fold of multiplayer aspects that are maybe a bit more inventive mm-hmm. than just shooting at somebody. Yeah. I mean, hell, half the time you shot yourself. That's debatable. That's not, and now, I just want to be clear, we have a running record of eight <laughs> debatables, and I owe him an F word each time. No, And since Daniel cussed on the last podcast, I get to That was an end. accident, and yeah. But There's anyway. no accidents. All right, anyways, moving on to your games. So, um, I started it last week, and I kind of mentioned it briefly during, uh, Gamescom kind of recap and stuff. So I'm uh, further in the search. I'm about four hours in, defeated four bosses. Such a liar. Uh, Tyler, you're a liar. Tyler Tyler says he didn't win at all today. That's a complete lie, and you know it, Tyler. I like Tyler. Go back. Um, So I'm about four hours in, uh, did I think three bosses now. Uh, I've gotten a lot better when it comes to fighting robots and stuff like that. Um, I might probably be putting it down, though. Um, just because things are coming up, uh, I'm trying to finish out my Apex Battle Pass and all that and before Borderlands comes out. Uh, but it, it was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed that. That was a good PS Plus game to have, I think, two months ago. Um, I like things that take uh, the Soulsborne series uh, to different levels, especially the customization was really cool. Um, so we'll see if I continue. My guess is I'll probably do the same thing with Surge 2, um, just knowing everything else that comes out this year. Uh, my second one, actually, so I downloaded that from a PS Plus library. Mm. Well, I also ha- I started looking at my library with all those other games, and I saw Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. And I was like, you know, I played this when it came out, but I haven't played it in so long. Yeah. So I actually started playing it again. Yeah. Um, it definitely... So the remaster part looks great, don't get me wrong. And I know I'm late to the bus on this, but... I I think it's good where it's at as far as it, it was a great game for its time. Fantastic game. A, a lot of mechanics have changed now in FPSs. Yeah. Um, I get it. They technically were part of the revolution for those mechanics, 
but a lot of things have improved. So uh, I liked going back to that almost beginning. I realize that's Call of Duty 4, if I remember right, Modern Warfare is. Yep. Um, but really in the grand scheme of Call of Duties, it's like the relaunch of, like I that's basically what's about to happen now and this fall yeah. is a relaunch of all those Call of Duties again. Yep. Um, but I did actually like it. I love that. It was a free game. Essentially for me. That campaign is so good, too. I love that campaign. The all gillied up mission where you're in your ghillie suit with Captain Price crawling through the freaking Russian, uh, like, wide open spaces. So, I mean, they did a really good job with it. I think that was Infinity Ward, if I remember correctly. Yep, same Um, same people are making the remaster, but obvious, or not remaster, remake, but obviously it's very different people because back then it was jason west and vincent pella who were leading Infinity yeah. ward and obviously that a lot a of that split yeah. a lot of them went to respawn yeah. to help create apex apex and yeah. titanfall yeah so i i just i like that i got a chance to go back to it yeah cool all right so we're just gonna lead into the topic of the show today i thought this was gonna be the biggest uh news story of the week it kind of just hit today that Telltale Games has officially been revived uh, with freelance roles being offered to some former Telltale employees as well as some former Telltale IPs that have returned to them, including the Batman IP and also the Wolf Among Us. So this is very interesting because they didn't get back the Walking Dead license because Skybound Games actually now controls that, which is the game subsidiary of skybound that obviously owns the walking dead and they ended up finishing out that series correct yep and so i mean the wolf among us is a huge deal though because i know a ton of people were super excited when they announced the sequel to the wolf among us and then they were super disappointed when telltale announced that they were closing so to me the biggest news of this is the wolf among us coming back because I know a lot of people that The Wolf Among Us is one of their favorite games of all time. That's how much they hold it in high regard. I absolutely love that game as well. I'm not sure I would say it was one of my favorite games of all time, but it was an absolutely amazing story. It is my second favorite Telltale of those. Honestly, I would say it's probably my second favorite as well. Borderlands was my favorite. And I know Walking Dead was a lot of people's, but Borderlands was mine. Season 1 of Walking Dead was my favorite. Borderlands was my third favorite. That was really good too as well, but... Yeah, this news I think is really good news. The only thing that's a little tricky is I think that the developers of Telltale are going to be cautious to want to go back into the same type of uh, developer that they just left from. Obviously, this isn't a this isn't a huge developer that's restarting this. They're starting small and building their way up, and they're obviously only offering. Uh, certain freelance roles they're not even offering a lot of full-time positions yet Um, so this is a little bit of a build-up and I don't think they're going to get a lot of the original developers but to me the most important thing is the IP the IP is the most important thing they got Batman and the Wolf Among Us so if they want to continue each of those series they can do that or they can build some new series as well using that telltale formula so you're nice about it. I'm not. I think this is awful, personally. Oh god. Um. So we're not. I don't even know if we have a Daniel's hate list right now. Uh. Even though it's I don't hate that this name. though. I love I this. I I do not. I don't think that we should reward, um, Telltale. 
the company itself, and I realize it's being rebranded and revived, um, but I feel like we're rewarding um, blatant failure and disregard for employees. Um, they knew with their – the heads of that studio knew that because they were stationed in California, yeah. what they could do their, to their employees, and that was – one of the worst things that's happened in games in a very long time. I See, I agree. However, I don't think that they're bringing this back with the mindset of, like, hey, let's make people remember, like, what Telltale did to these people. I think they're bringing it more, back more so as a name recognition because your average person who plays The Walking Dead or whatever isn't going to know like the difference between Telltale games that's just been revived and Telltale games from 10 years ago. They don't know the difference. A lot of those people don't even know what, what happened to Telltale or what. The, the casual gamer, I agree, but the yeah. casual gamer doesn't run the story. Yeah. The internet essentially runs the story. And when yeah. the internet got a hold of everything that happened at Telltale, I believe it was last September, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, when all that stuff happened, it ran amok mm-hmm. um, with everything that went on there as far as that company culture uh with everything and that's what i i think in my mind does not make me feel good about it is because they're saying they're going to start small and build up okay that is exactly what they did in the beginning with telltale Mm -hmm. they launched they started small they got they invested way too much money in big name licenses such as back to the future and jurassic park which weren't great games but they did that and then they saw the rise of walking dead so they invested more money so who's to say that the next show, so Watchmen premieres this fall. Yeah. Big HBO show that's going to be essentially hoping to take the place of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Probably. And so say this starts being a success, are they going to go after that? Is it still the same leadership? Yeah. And who wants to go back to that leadership? That would, even as a freelancer. Yeah. I mean, I, I just mentioned this before with all the unionization in it i mean that's another main reason why it's being called for among game game industry folks um why would you ever go back to that leadership that did that to those employees see but i don't don't think it is the same leader it's a completely different like it was a different company that actually purchased the rights to this it wasn't like anyone like related to leadership of the previous iteration of telltale it's a completely different ownership stake they came in and purchased the ip purchased the telltale name um i think that this is good news because they have learned a lot since telltale shut down telltale shut down mainly because what you were talking about but also they made their own in-house engine uh that was awful awful. yeah their in-house engine was awful and it was very hard to develop for so they've already come out and said that they want to use an engine that's already established that's easy to develop for. So that's either going to be like Unity or Just Unreal. Just call Tim Schafer. He'll hook you up. Yeah. <laughs> Unity or Unreal Engine, I would expect them to use. And those tool sets are a lot more widespread. A lot more people are familiar with that. I think it'll make making the games a lot easier. And that will also make it nicer to have smaller studios because you don't need as many people because it's easier to develop for so i think as long as they learn their lessons from what the previous iteration of telltale did i'm perfectly fine with this especially since it's not related to the previous ownership whatsoever um and it's i just don't know how many of those lessons are truly going to be learned in the adventure 
market. Yeah. Um, the adventure market is nowhere where it was in the 90s. It did have the resurgence with Walking Dead and Telltale was that reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why we got games like Broken Age. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, uh, that King's Quest, that King's, Activision. Old LucasArts Bunch. games that got remastered that you didn't think you'd ever see again, like yeah. um, Grim... Grim Fandango. Grim Fandango yeah. and Tales of the Tentacle. Yeah. Um, but... Part, there's two folds to why um, Telltale went as bad as it did. One, it expanded way too quickly and could not keep up. Yep. Uh, I mean, the fact that they went from a team of, I think it was 30 employees, to at the end before everything started to about 300 employees. Yeah. That was not sustainable. No. They're not. For that uh, type of yeah, game. Yeah, they're not Ubisoft. Right. <laughs> like, when Ubisoft has like a thousand people making one Assassin's Creed game... Because Assassin's Creed sells insane. Exactly. And everyone could see that those games were selling less and less and less. Like, don't get me wrong, Walking Dead did gangbusters. I mean, it was on your iPhone and all that stuff. Yeah. But when, I think it was Batman Season 2 came out, you could tell the writing was on the walls that no one was really getting invested in these games anymore. Yeah. I think they had cool ideas, and I'm glad a lot of these... People are going to get picked up that maybe that from the Telltale uh, family. Yeah. But I don't like the fact that they're getting hired in as freelancers. I will say the last season of The Walking Dead was incredible. I loved that final episode, and not to, I'm not spoiling anything at all, but that was such a fantastic emotional roller coaster that that final episode took you on. Obviously, Skybound ended up finishing that, but. It was Telltale's story that they created to begin with. They had it all mapped out. Um, but they definitely, at towards the end, they started to struggle. But Walking Dead, the final season, was actually one of their one of their high points. Um, so kind of to jump into, uh, out of our topic of the show, we'll jump into our top five for the week. We're going to talk about our top five games in our backlog. So... And we kind of kept this one pretty much current gen. Yeah. Because uh, kind of both our mindsets are, at this point, PS3, Xbox 360, even before that, yep. I don't see us getting to them anymore. No. We don't have that kind of time. And there's another generation right around the exactly, corner. Exactly, yeah. So. It's fast approaching. So, um, my first one is Middle Earth Shadow of War. So... I absolutely love the first Shadow of Mordor game, Shadow of Mordor. Um, that was a really cool game, Talion and uh, Kellen Brimbor. I love those characters. I love how they interact with each other. Like, it's really... They're two characters, but they're one character, essentially. So, like, they play off of each other so well. And I was so excited to get Shadow of War that I even got the Collector's Edition, which I have the statue back in one of the rooms back there. But that game, to me, was hurt a little bit by the whole loot box controversy uh, at the start. Unfairly. At the start. Unfairly, maybe, but they ended up changing quite a bit of it uh, due to fan response. It was gone in three months. But yes. I, the reason why I say unfairly is because literally you could play that game without touching it at all. Yeah. It was just in there. Yeah. And I know that bugs a lot of people in the end. Yeah, I, I totally get that. Um, that wasn't the reason why I didn't finish it. It's just I started it and there were so many things coming out at that time. Like, there is so much coming out. I can't even remember what all came out, but it was in the fall 
blitz of games and I'm like I can't even keep up with all these games that are coming out so it kind of fell back in my backlog and I haven't made it back to it since then so, so uh, I, I of all your lists that would be like if I had a wish for you yeah like of the game that you could complete it would be that one yeah. I did complete it that yeah. story um how it completes is a very satisfying ending Ooh. um the how far did you get in it honestly I couldn't it's been months since I played it, so I'm probably going to have to start over yeah. when I play it again. Did you get to basically where you had a, your own lackey that you had to kind of like rat tail? Yes, but yes. big, big guy? Yes, yes, okay. I got to that. All right. So I love that, and I loved actually how that story came to be. Yeah. Um, and actually, I purposely kept playing it so I could Kumail Nanjiani uh, did a voiceover for one of the orcs. Yeah. So I kept playing until I finally be, had him be my orc, and then I yeah. made sure to brand him. So I'd yeah. always have Kumail Nanjiani with me because I always think he's hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah, but I, I really hope that you get a chance to finish that game yeah. eventually because that was a very good game. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, first on my list is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh, um, so I will preface this with saying that I've actually put about 20 to 30 hours into this game. Yeah. But, and I've told you this before, and all my friends know, I have a very bad map addiction. Yeah. And basically what I mean by that is I see a map with stuff on it. I have to clear that entire map before I can do anything else. You will never be able to do that in Odyssey. I understand that there's, like, um, social aspects and stuff like that that randomly keep appearing. So I at least eliminated that from my head. But before I can move on to a next place, I have to get all the uh, eagle drop points uh, get every um, Unity Shard. Um, I can't remember what they're car- called anymore, but there's the stuff Animus from objects. A- Animus, yeah. yeah. Um, and then collect everything, do every side quest and all that stuff. So because of that, yeah. I only made it to like my maybe fourth island oh, uh, in the whole thing. And I'm not even lying when I said I'd probably put in about a day's worth of gaming when that came out. I love the Assassin's Creed Odyssey, or Assassin's Creed series. I played every single one including the one on ios yeah. the three the russia china and india and uh liberation on vita yep um i've always played all the dlc as well yep i even like three which i know a lot of people give hate to yeah um but it does really bum me out that all these stories i've heard of everyone experiencing more and more into yeah. the later game of odyssey i couldn't tell you anything about or the story that's happening with it because i know there's three stories going on yeah. inside that and I barely touched the surface, Dude. and I don't know if I'll get back to it, to be honest with you. Same as what you said for Shadow of War, I same thing applies here for Odyssey. It is an amazing game. Like, that game is incredible. However, I will put the stipulation in that I didn't go to all the islands because there's just too much. Like, there there's literally, there's probably 300-plus hours of gameplay if you go to every island and everything so i've made a very concentrated effort to go mainly uh, main quest but you obviously have to do a lot of side quests as well to, to level, up, level and everything, up yeah but that game is super incredible that campaign is really good and 
I definitely think you need I just to always wanted to it. fight either the Minotaur or Medusa when yeah. those came out, and it's like, I'm never well, going to do those because they're so far in. Ironically, I think that Assassin's Creed Odyssey is actually the reason why I didn't finish Shadow of War. Because, oh, because they came it, out yeah. very close together, and I played Was that last Odyssey. year? Yes. That was last year. Yep. Yeah. I played Odyssey so much that I didn't really play So maybe that's Shadow where you and I jumbled yeah. around. As exactly. I, I invested so much time into Shadow War, that's funny. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, to jump into my next one, this one is super depressing for me because I love this series. Metro Exodus, I still have not beaten. Um, obviously, Metro uh, 2033, which is the first Metro game, that was a, that was a solid game. Um, it probably wasn't like the best game or anything like that. The gameplay was rough. The story was really good, um, but that was a fun game. Metro Last Light yeah. was absolutely stunning. I love that game. That is absolutely that a fun game. That's one of my top five games from last generation. That game was amazing atmosphere, great story. Gameplay was super solid compared to 2033. So everything about that game I absolutely love. So I was super excited when they announced Metro Exodus on Xbox's stage a couple years ago. I didn't think they and, were going to get a third. Yeah, with you. I didn't either. Yeah. And now we've already heard that they're making another game. Yeah. They've already started, 4A started to make a, a new one. But Exodus, um, obviously it starts very daunting because it's a more open world type of Metro game, um, which kind of for me makes me lose a little bit of uh, excitement for it just because you aren't confined to the metro and you don't feel like you're claustrophobic and you feel like you're always trying to survive. You're still very much trying to um, pillage and, and loot and all that in the open world, but it doesn't feel as refined as Last Light because there's just so much so much you're seeing in that open world it doesn't well open world games in general like that's that's been a huge issue for me recently or you were talking about daunting that's how a lot of games these days feel to me it's where i don't have the time to spend all these hours in an open world anymore Mm -hmm. um i mean life comes at you when you get older as far as what you need to prioritize doing so it's just when you're a kid, obviously, you're like, oh, I have all the time in the world to do this stuff. And it's like, as an yeah. adult, you really don't. You have house. Exactly, to yeah. To. yeah. So I, 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 I'm glad, though, because I, I know that came out this year. Yeah. And actually, I remember, if I remember right, that was the first game that planted its flag on the dreaded February 26th. February, right? yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, it actually, uh, I think there was, was a couple that delayed out of well, it. Well, yeah, they were really... the only ones that stayed. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I think Crackdown was originally Crack- Crackdown that was. Um, there was something else I can't something remember. Big. Oh, Days Gone. Days, Days Gone, Gone was yes. in there. And there was a fourth one too, but I can't remember yeah. what it was. Because Days Gone moved back a week or up a week. One of the oh, back way they didn't. That didn't come oh, out until April. Crackdown moved up a week. Yeah, that's Crackdown what it was. moved up to like February twenty yes. or nineteen, something like yep. that. Yep, yeah. that's what it was. Uh, so kind of keeping, we have a lot of good themes going on right now. So his is a recent release. Mine is actually a very recent release too. And that's Sekiro, uh, Shadows Die Twice. Um, so we've talked about this before. I'm a huge fan of Soulsborne or just from software in general. Um, so I was super excited for this game, uh, mostly because I know everyone's clamoring for Bloodborne 2. I have a feeling it's coming for the PS5 at some point. But I like the fact that from software, even though they knew they would have a hit with that, they were like, let us do our own thing. Same thing with Dark Souls. So they went with this ninja combat Souls-like game. 
Um, I only put in about two hours of this whole game. Really? Uh, yeah. I uh, beat the first boss, and that was it. So no matter what happens when I get back to it, I'm going to have to completely restart. Uh, it got rave reviews. Uh, everyone praised it for actually its combat mechanics. Mm-hmm. Uh, as in, it's definitely more offensive base. Yeah. You don't have a shield at all to even do anything for shielding or dodging attacks. You actually have to correctly parry either up, down, or di- uh, sorry, vertical, horizontal, or diagonal. And you have to figure out how those enemies are kind of showcasing their moves for that. Yep. Um, but it gave me a lot of Neo vibes. Um, I really love Neo. I'm so happy there's a Neo 2, which I'm pretty sure that's a February game. Yeah. Um, but I love Neo. Uh, so, and this actually had a really cool mechanic with your arm that was detachable. Mm. So you like grappled onto roofs. Almost oh, yeah. like Pathfinder and Apex. Yep. Um, it's like I can't go an episode without talking about it. But uh, like you can grapple onto roofs to kind of strategically use that to your advantage when it came to the enemies. Yep. I was having so much fun uh, when that came out, and then I got back into Apex again after that, and then the rest is history History at that point. But I really do want to get back to that here soon. Cool. Uh, to kind of go back to my list here, I've got one that I haven't even started. Detroit Become Human. So this game I was extremely excited for because obviously I really loved Heavy Rain. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Um, I wasn't big on Beyond Two Souls, um, but obviously I'm a huge fan of David Cage and his his storytelling. Not necessarily, Woo! not necessarily. Woo! That was it. Was hot water his, right there. His storytelling, <laughs> not necessarily what goes on in his studio. But anyways. Uh, I'm still very intrigued and excited to play Detroit Become Human because the choices in that look super cool. I love the aspect of like a robot trying to make these uh, choices to kind of impact you emotionally, but it's a robot. So it's like it's got all these emotions going for it that I, I kind of want to see how that all pans out. So I'm I'm excited to kind of jump into that at some point, but. See, the be. thing that I, I kind of to bring us to our topic of the show, yeah. I kind of hope this is the direction that the new Telltale takes in their adventure games. Yeah, I, I don't think their adventure games have really pushed the envelope as far as mechanics. Storytelling, yes. Mm-hmm. But where Quantum uh, Dream... Oh, Quantum... We yeah. do this every week. Quantum Break, Quantum, Quantum <laughs> Dream. Uh, Quantum Dream did this uh, where they not only kind of focus on their story, but also their mechanics and how their story goes about it. I mean, yeah. uh, there's a f- uh, really famous story that I've always heard from Greg Miller on Kind of Funny talking about his review for Heavy Rain yeah. and how the game actually ended up getting ruined for him because he played it so much for a Platinum Trophy, um, but how there was so many endings and your choice really did matter for those, for Quantic uh, Dreams games. Whereas Walking Dead, there's really two endings in the end. That's True. it. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 and it was actually a PS Plus game, I think last month, where yep. you actually got that and uh, Beyond Two Souls and Heavy Rained. Yep. Uh, so if you didn't get on that, it ends next week. Yeah. On Tuesday. Definitely, so get on that. Definitely get it. Um, so... The second, we, this kind of goes to your, sorry, the third goes to back to your Shadow of War. Uh, the reason why I say that, it's not Shadow of War, it's South Park, the Fractured Butthole. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about this on our first episode, I love the first game. Um, 
But I actually bought the deluxe edition, the collector's edition, with the Cartman statue and everything like oh, that. Oh, jeez. Um, but I have probably only put in about four hours. Oh, so good. Um, and I love South Park. Anybody that knows me, I mean, you can go downstairs and see my DVD collection. I have every season of South Park. Um, it was all my favorite show growing up. Yeah. Um, so I just loved the first game. And I was actually really enjoying this game. Yeah. I got to the stripper uh, place where you had to outrun Big Bertha, I yeah. think that was her name, yeah. um, and had to do the mechanics. I love the fact that they reinvented their the wheel yeah. when it came to how that RPG was. Yeah, um, I like that it kind of went to like almost a Fire Emblem Advance Wars type uh, thing. Um, and of course, we know it's going to be hilarious, but other things happened where it got away from me. Really, the what killed me is my copy got delayed for a month because they canceled my pre-order after agreeing to it was it amazon no it was actually through ubisoft oh they canceled my pre-order even though when you pre-order the game you got the ps4 right uh south park game yeah uh a, a stick, stick of, truth. of truth yep. and then like my brother-in-law did the same thing he got his copy for xbox one yeah but i didn't get mine and so i emailed them back and basically they figured out they canceled mine so oh. it took an extra a few weeks for me to get my copy and by that as everyone knows in the fall if you're not hitting it right then that week, yeah. you're probably going to miss out. It's a, it's a mad It house. is, yeah. Yeah. And that's actually probably another reason why I didn't complete Shadow of War, because I did complete South Park, yeah. The Fractured Butthole, which that was in the same time span in that game. That That's so good. If you look at our list, to be honest with you, the majority of our games are fall releases. Yeah. Um. I, well, majority of your list at least is. Yeah. Uh, but, like, yeah, it's anymore it's if you don't play that game that week you're screwed yeah you're screwed yeah uh this next one uh i picked this one up when it went on sale actually the division two i got it for like i want to say like 25 30 dollars something like that and i was super excited to play it because a lot of people have been saying a lot of good things about it and i played it for like 30 minutes and then for whatever reason, I stopped playing it that day, and I haven't gone back since then. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but like the the original The Division I bought as well, and I played for like a few hours, and I was like, eh, I get what this is trying to do for me, but it's kind of just like a Destiny clone, but in a, like a New York setting, and it wasn't as polished as Destiny, so I wasn't really into it back then, but then The Division 2 came out, and a lot of people were praising it, saying it was so good and all this, so I was like, oh man, I'm super excited, I'll get it on sale, got it on sale, and here we are, I haven't I haven't played much of it, so uh, I kind of want to dig into that a little bit at some point, but... I don't know when I'm going to have time to do that. There's, I was going to say. The we're sad, about to go into the fall this year. The sad part is, is we're saying these games. I'm like, oh, man, these look so cool. Like, yeah. I can't wait to get into these. Yeah. I know the likelihood of any of them is maybe 10%. Yeah. <laughs> about it. Uh, my uh, fourth one is actually something that came out this year again, and that is Kingdom Hearts 3. And this is in my backlog so much that I haven't bought this. Uh, so... I've mentioned before how uh, in love I am with the Final Fantasy uh, franchise. Yep. I actually really love the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Um, I had the first two on PS3. I bought the remasters on PS4. I got the uh, 2.8 sto- story so far as well. Um, I played two of the DS games. They're uh, the card battle ones I'm not a huge fan of. Gotcha. But I actually really love that franchise. 
and everything I saw was gearing up to like kind of make me want to play this as well. Mm-hmm. But um, as your brother knew, my first of the year was a very busy time in my life yeah. um, with a lot of things I was doing work-wise. So it's something that I desperately want to play at some point. I just don't know when. Yeah. Uh, I have my, my good friend Kate actually owns it. She's obsessed with Disney. She doesn't play games, but she's obsessed with Disney. Yeah. Um, and I was actually watching her play the other day um, yeah. when I went to her house, maybe like two weeks ago or something. But I got to see the Big Hero Six world oh, wow. uh, and the Toy Story world. And again, I I love how they took Square Enix took those reimaginings of the world to tell their stories, and it's definitely something I want to get to. I yeah. just don't know if I will. There's a lot of fans for that series, and I know a lot of people are anxiously waiting for the third game to come out, so yeah. I'm, I'm sure that game has just had so much hype behind it. It's definitely one that you should probably check out if you're into that series, but obviously I've never played any of them before, being mainly oh, really? a you never... Xbox guy, because there's okay. literally no other well, games on, let, on let's, Xbox. Let's pause but... the entire podcast. Yeah. The stupidest thing of of kingdom hearts 3 is the fact that it came out on xbox yeah and the reason why i say it's stupid is not because it just came out on xbox it's because they gave xbox no. gamers no recap whatsoever yeah. the series no context why did ps4 all, get all the remasters yeah. or the remakes and xbox got none of them i don't know made that no make, sense to me yeah doesn't make any sense at all like i would love to see the sales chart of just xbox one kingdom hearts 3 because yeah. they set themselves up for failure yeah it was stupid exactly so my last game in my top five of my backlog is Just Cause 4. So the funny thing about this one is Just Cause 2, when that came out, that was such a fun game. Like, you could literally do the craziest things, like attach a freaking grappling hook to a propane tank and attach the other end to a car and just watch madness happen. It just explodes the car. It's just crazy. Like, all the things you can do in that game were so cool. And then Just Cause 3 came out, and it had a lot of problems. On the uh, PS4, or sorry, yeah, PS4 it did. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, on Xbox as well, it yeah. had a lot of problems. It, the frame rate was atrocious. Uh, the game just wasn't that great. It, it felt like they were trying to make it more realistic um, story-wise, and it didn't make any sense with the, the mechanics of the actual sandbox. So... When Just Cause 4 was announced and they had all the uh, natural disaster stuff and they had uh, announced that they had talked about openly that they had built a brand new engine for Just Cause 4. So I was super excited for that alone. And then I actually played it. um, It's actually in Game Pass right now, but I actually played it for a couple hours and I was like, dang, this is super awesome. This is back to like what Just Cause 2, what made Just Cause 2 so good. Uh, using that grappling grappling hook and the story isn't as serious as just cause three is and obviously ruin it in three for me yes it it was just it was serious to the extent of it didn't make any sense in in the context and so i was excited to play just cause four um i obviously only got a couple hours maybe two to four hours into it and then haven't gotten back to it yet but um just the madness the things you can do in that sandbox are so freaking fun like so i after they finally patched a lot of things out of the third that were the issue it actually became a ps plus game Mm -hmm. um i think an xbox games with gold as well yep um but i i think it the those games remind me almost of a saints row gta where 
they get their longevity from the playfulness that you can do inside of them. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you anything that happened in Just Cause 3, but I played about yeah. maybe 12 hours of it. But yeah. literally, I just went to unlock things so I could get better, like, grappling gear and longer parachute time yeah. and just kept goofing off. Like, I didn't care what I was doing. I just wanted to <laughs> goof off. Like, yeah. I never took a car anywhere. No. I just flew everywhere. Yeah. That's the <laughs> best part of that game is yeah. just to goof off. Yeah. Like, um, so my, uh, last one is the great shame I have for PlayStation. Um, so my last one is actually, and you can kind of see it in the background here, the Horizon Zero Dawn statue. Uh, so Horizon Zero Dawn is my, uh, shame when it comes to, uh, backlog, mostly because I actually really enjoy guerrilla games and I'm yeah. not an FPS person. And I actually thought Killzone games were really fun. Oh, my gosh. Um, Shadowfall? I actually really like Shadowfall. Oh, my gosh. That was a good good launch game. You're insane. I can like games. You're insane. I I will go with what you say. At least I haven't cussed on the podcast yet. Horizon Zero Dawn was Um, amazing. What do you So, I uh, really wanted to play this, but uh, here's my issue, is when did this game come out? February? The main thing is three days before Zelda. Oh. So, I knew this ahead of time. Yep. And I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, there yep. was... And I always told myself, I will get to it eventually, but I'm not going to pay 60 bucks yeah. when I'm already paying 360 for the, my Switch and Zelda. I, I do remember yeah. that. So, I did not get a chance to ever get back to it. Even my friend Chris uh, let me borrow his copy. Still, I borrowed it, but I never put it in. So it's something that I definitely do want to play one day, but I don't. The only shame I don't feel is the fact that Zelda was right then. There was no way I was going to do that. Zelda's probably my second favorite franchise of all time, next to uh, any Mario franchise. Yep. Um, and as pretty much everybody knows by now, is Breath of the Wild is a once in a lifetime type of game. Yep. Um, it is a uh halo 2 as far as revolutionary yeah uh, or a metal gear solid that type of thing where it reinvents itself yep. and doubles down on that oh yeah um and so horizon zero dawn unfortunately was that victim of it mm-hmm. i know it's going to get a sequel we all know it's going to get a sequel gorilla games hasn't even announced anything probably a launch title yes. for ps5 I would so say. it's something that i definitely want to get to before that happens yeah um i just don't know when i mean it always looked really cool yeah so hopefully one day i agree completely i just want to point out we made it through the whole podcast without talking about andrew luck thank god no we didn't i hate andrew luck all right so that's the end of the podcast guys i respect uh, him greatly. I, we appreciate you guys coming out for the live show in the live youtube chat remember guys you can always follow us live watch us live on youtube just search for podcast pxn uh you can always follow us at podcast pxn on twitter dan is dtm on twitter um, or not Sean's Twitter at all because he doesn't do the social media. Yeah, Sean doesn't do social media because he's a weirdo. But I'm thanks, old. Thanks, guys, for uh, tuning in. Uh, we'll see you guys next week at 8 p.m. on Wednesday. Deuces.